humor and celebration, the caravan highlights the beauty of the spoken word. This performance is a benefit for the Middle East Children's Alliance and is wheelchair accessible. Tickets at brownpapertickets.com. For more information, call 650-327-5493. And you are listening to 94.1 KPFA and 89.3 KPFB in Berkeley, 88.1 KFCF in Fresno, 97.5 K248BR in Santa Cruz, and online at kpfa.org. The time is 3 p.m. Stay tuned next for Stone's Throw with Jennifer Stone. Happy ending, nice and tidy. It's a rule I learned in school. Get your money every Friday. Happy endings are the rule. So divide up those in darkness from the ones who walk in light. Light them up, boys. Picture, drop the shadows out of sight. This is Jennifer Stone with Stone's Throw. It's July the 10th. <laughs> yes, get that date straight. July the 10th. Yes, the world as we have known it. Is altering. Yes, we need to go back to the old calendar. They they wrote in, uh, what was it, uh, back in the French Revolution, there was a woman's calendar. Anyway, I nearly slept through my show today if it weren't for my friend George Killingsworth coming in and uh, shaking me awake, getting me up to come down here. I tend to sleep all day. Uh, and then I stay up all night. I think I went to bed at 8 this morning. I was frantic, and I, I see here that I have all these notes. Follow that thought, right. Ah, uh, wringing my hands, yes. 2000, year 2000, Al Gore, popular vote, forget it. Uh, 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 it starts, uh, well, actually goes back to Reagan, but uh, I think we're in a little trouble. Benjamin Franklin says that... Tyranny or authoritarianism comes when the people are no longer capable of uh, governing themselves. That is, when they allow a cockistocracy to take over. I'm so frantic. I must calm down and just go out to the woods. That's what I'm going to do. Let's see Uh, these notes. I'm confused. Susan Collins might be a holdout in the Senate, uh, and there's an Alaskan senator. That's two Republicans might, might, you know, uh, say no to the new guy who is absolutely terrifying, as we knew, yes. Now, it's at least, at least five to four in the favor of uh, the Republicans. This is a lurch to the right. I think of the 50s and my life and uh, get an abortion. Uh, if you knew people, I mean, my family was uh, 
well, my father was a doctor, and we knew a nurse, and you called this one, and you went to Mexico, you went somewhere, but, you know, just get a DNC, and uh, somehow we, we survived, you know, uh, just hang on, hang on, uh, aha, uh-huh. what's his name, Dick Cavanaugh, this is the new guy, uh, Game Change, uh, Roe versus Wade, 1973. Then along came uh, something they called the Webster, Webster, Webster decision. That's the time in 1989 when um, uh, they just threw reproductive rights down back to the states, you know. It's been the chaos we've had ever since, you know. You see it all, everywhere. Uh Trying to get an abortion, you have to go at least two or three states away. Um, I'm not saying that Roe versus Wade is irrelevant. Of course it is. But it had already been uh, chipped away at. Uh, let's see. Let's see what uh, Justice Harry Blackman, yes. He wrote, the handwriting is on the wall. The signs are evident and very ominous. And a chill wind blows. Here it is. And a little article in the KPFA program guide called A Chill Wind Blows. And that was then. And this is now. Last week I recommended a uh, HBO film called Confirmation. Uh, it, you know, it was 1991, but same old, same old. Uh, Clarence Thomas was up for vetting or whatever it is that the Senate does when they offer their advice and assume, uh, assume, we assume their consent. Uh, I, I heard Barbara Boxer, she had retired, you know, she, she written an autobiography. She said the, the worst thing, the saddest thing in her, uh, all her years in political office was this confirmation of Clarence Thomas. I trying to remember. I think she said that she was out of town, and uh, uh, Anita Hill had given her testimony for most of a week, and then there was a lineup of other women who were uh, going to be uh, sitting in front of the Senate Judiciary Committee and explaining that. Clarence Thomas was not the sort of guy you want to put on the highest court in the land. Once again, check out the film Confirmation, if you can get HBO. It's just an amazing uh, show. I was watching it uh, in the wee hours, and I thought uh, it was Joe Biden. Uh, Our own Joe Biden was the... uh, chairman of that committee, the Senate Judiciary Committee, back in the day, 27 years ago, was it? There he was, Joe Biden. And uh, the way they play it in this film is that he was pressured and he was dithering and he just couldn't stop it. I don't see why he couldn't have stopped it. All he had to do was just say, no, we're going to continue, continue listening to these women. Uh, you remember, if you're an old person like me, uh, the Republicans had had a little difficulty. They had uh, lost on the confirmation of Judge Bork. And uh, I don't know if Clarence Thomas was any any uh, worse, but who knows. Uh, 
I just, I just get into such a dither about these things, and it's no good. I'm trying to, trying to think in centuries, you know, like the Pope. Uh, here we go. I found it. Here is Ursula Le Guin, and back in 1984, uh, in the wee hours, I dug this out. It's an article called Bread and Roses was in the little newspaper grassroots here uh and i i was trying I was trying <laughs> to trying to write up the war on women you know uh the persecution persecution of women gender based persecution is a worldwide condition uh ah uh, they keep calling these things, these problems, they call them uh, challenges, challenges, right? I love that word. Uh, they use that word now always instead of the word problems. It's a condition, folks. It's an historical condition. Uh, for some reason, it seems to be uh, popular now to uh, discuss it. I see more action, more uh, response or protest in other countries, actually. Uh, I think I I try to be wise. Um, we know that females, women, femininity, this is the earliest designated other, you know, our species from the very beginning uh <laughs> Even, even before patriarchal religions, uh, in the matrilineal time, women were the other, uh, I don't know, we all grow up to be gendered. I, I remember being 10, 11, 12. That was so cool. Oh, wow. Oh, golly. Back when I was a person and then suddenly, suddenly, I was 13. I was sitting on the beach down in La Jolla. I had a two-piece bathing suit on. Suddenly, I was a girl. Uh, okay, yes, now, uh, women, women as a minority group are, yes, struggling. They have met the challenge. They fight for equal rights. Uh, okay, yes, actually, I think that today we're oppressed for our ambiguity even more uh used to be we were just uh to call that just slaves uh <laughs> i don't know i don't know i don't know i don't know as i say that's my new mantra never ends uh sad 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 uh ursula Le Guin wrote a left-handed commencement address back in 1983 i found this in the mills quarterly I went to Mills in the 50s, and uh, Ursula Le Guin, of course, was coming into focus. We kind of got it. Uh, she spoke at uh, the commencement at Mills. Let's see, it says, a left-handed commencement address, Ursula K. Le Guin. Back in the day, she writes here, <laughs> uh, it's always the same, the same game, she writes. No. Here is Ursula. She says, You will find yourself, as I know you already have, in dark places. 
alone, afraid. What I hope for you is that you will be able to live there in the dark place. If we want to live as women, some separatism is forced upon us. How about just going on doing things our own way? Not for men and the male power hierarchy. That's their game. That's their game. Not against men either. That's still playing by their rules. But with any men who are with us, that's our game. Our roots are in the dark. The earth is our country. That's fascinating stuff, fascinating stuff. How it's always been the same game, the same story. Ursula is cautioning us not to fight uh, their way, not to be uh, always trying to win. Although I think I think that getting the vote was something. Now, my mother's generation was uh, sure that once they had the vote, uh, Virginia Woolf said that she'd rather have money than the vote. I think she's right about that, you know, without economic freedom, without... Uh, that little check arriving, uh, that's what Virginia Woolf said. An aunt, an aunt of hers left her a little legacy at some point, And that's when she woke up. She wrote A Room of One's Own. She tried to explain how it was that women required economic independence. Okay. Uh, okay. I looked at the notes I have from the 80s. Uh, yes. Uh, back in the day, yes, 1983 on International Women's Day on PBS and lots of radio stations, they devoted 24 hours to women's programs. That's one day in the year, 24 hours to women's programs. Ah, uh, there will be no power struggles of any kind, they promised. Uh, during that 24 hours. Aha, uh-huh, no war, no rape, no violence, either psychic or physical, no child abuse, no wet toilet seats. Everyone will sacrifice to the goddess. This is my own, my own definition here, yes. Uh, uh, the sacrifices will be libations only. No sacrificial animals. Uh, during, during this celebration, we dance a lot and get cheerfully drunk. I remember Gertrude Stein said, two things are always the same, the dance and war. <laughs> yeah, take your pick, take your pick, boys and girls. Uh, I'm looking here. Uh, good old Yoko Ono. Oh, she used the N-word, and I, I'm not allowed to use the N-word. <laughs> she said, women are the N's, that is, uh, N-word, S. Uh, women are the, uh, <laughs> let's call it the, the servants, the slaves of the world. Uh, 
without the without the n-word it doesn't make any sense anyway yoko oh no got it yes she certainly got it uh i guess the viol is violation of the uh what is it the the women the women who have come forward in the latest sexual harassment brouhaha uh this time it seems to have registered somehow there is a an awareness rising i think i don't know i hope it does doesn't just go away the way it has done in the past uh oh golly i remember when the middle east had a lot of secular uh, <laughs> aspirations right i remember women taking off the veil and now they're putting it on again to prove that they're uh independent or that they believe uh, in their own religion and we can go to the devil here in the west i give up i give up uh i i guess things are a little different a little better uh i looked here in the black scholar in 1983 uh written by a man right uh i'm looking always for male feminists and in the black scholar 1983 i'm reading it was no easy thing for a male to espouse women's rights in the 19th century i remember frederick douglas uh now those who did risked being labeled what they called then aunt nancy men that's what they called them aunt nancy men <laughs> is that another n word a nancy uh think of the boys down at the black cat in san francisco 19 and 53 all holding hands and singing god bless us nelly queens there they were uh gay males a lot of them black well there you see that's a twofer mhm the new york herald described a convention of the equal rights association this is back in the 19th century i'm looking at the black scholar here uh, back in the 19th century the new york herald described uh one convention of the equal rights association as composed of <laughs> long-haired this is a quote long-haired men apostles of some inexplicable emotion or sensation women in bloomer dresses to show their ankles and their independence footnote here i guess a bloomer dress i guess that means the long pants that kind of fluffed up so they looked like uh skirts but they were men's pants pants uh women's pants right <laughs> anyway goes on here yes he says after saying that they want to show their ankles and their independence and the herald yes <laughs> new york herald goes on these are women who hate their husbands and fathers these are hateful women wanting husbands altogether the most long-necked grim-faced dyspeptic puritanical nasal twinged agglomeration of isms ever assembled <laughs> okay what was it george orwell used to say is yes, fruit drinking 
uh, sandal wearing guys. That's wonderful. Uh, I remember Bill Moyers back in 1984. Mm -hmm. He was not a long-haired apostle, God knows, but uh, his show on abortion was far and away the best, the best media plea at that time. He was (laughs) trying, trying to uh, plead for a woman's right to reproductive freedom. Uh, The trouble is, Bill Moyers is so sane, no one even knows he's a feminist, you know, quiet and reasonable. We only seem to pay attention to the people who yell. Uh, anyway, Bill Moyers was the token male at our table, and uh, he <coughs> he knew the score. <coughs> okay, pardon me. Cough, cough. Uh, we have arrived at a curious place. The fact is that these days, any reasonable male with brains is a feminist. The other fact is that these days, like any female with brains, (laughs) he's too smart to say so. (laughs) Needless to say, needless to say, this current brouhaha is a fait accompli. It's a done deal, folks. The Supreme Court is now in the hands of the right wing. Uh, I think, I think, as I said, there are two Republican senators and, of course, the Democrats. And they may, of course, ask good questions, but I don't think so. Yes, I go all the way back to 2000 and I'll popular vote Um, those people down in Florida anyway Al Gore said he didn't want to start trouble (laughs) didn't want to cause a a revolution but oh boy oh boy oh boy Uh, ah yes Lloyd Garrison 1853 William Lloyd Garrison uh, speaks about the intelligent wickedness of men how about that I love William Lloyd Garrison talking about men's intelligent wickedness. <laughs> These guys aren't nearly as stupid as they look. Uh, here's what he wrote. Ah, right on, William. He wrote, I believe in sin, therefore in a sinner. In theft, therefore in a thief. In slavery, therefore in a slaveholder. In wrong, and therefore in a wrongdoer. And unless the men of this nation are made by women to see that they have been guilty of usurpation and cruel usurpation, I believe very little progress will be made. Right on, right on, right on, William. Uh, Okay, Uh, I'm sure that there are plenty of uh, men and Democrats, you know, who know that things are, what is it, dark, that we are in a dark place. But uh, the strange thing is the women, the women who know this uh, are being, uh, what is that, uh, being denigrated even by the left. I think of Maxine Waters and uh, Barbara Lee, the women who hold out 
no matter what. Uh, I, I guess, you know, so many women just don't want to be identified as feminists. They want to be humanists, blah, blah. Uh, they feel that feminism is a limiting term. Uh, uh, I, I don't know what's wrong with, uh, you know, working for women's rights, women's happiness. Uh, it, it may be, yes, it may be a label. I remember several people saying, well, of course, Jennifer, you have this bias. You have this bias. <laughs> I said, well, you know, I have the impression that men are biased in the favor of, uh, <clears throat> male human beings. Uh, uh, I say to them, when they give me that guff, I say, uh, it's as if you were to say that you're against slavery. Yes, but you don't want to be called an abolitionist. Oh, no, 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 don't be an abolitionist. That's a label. Yes. Oh, uh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Uh, trying to change things. So many women, you know, they're into beauty. They'd rather be right than president, that sort of thing. They give up politics at a certain point when things get ugly. Yes. Uh-huh. I don't know. All joking aside, uh, what do women want? Uh, we used to say they want to be wanted. So long as women prefer love to power, we're in trouble. Uh, I, I don't know. The words don't seem to mean much anymore. Uh, 24 hours, one day a year, International Women's Day. Beatific. <laughs> Anywhere you look, uh, there are women and they are surviving. They are managing I'm looking here for Virginia Woolf. I wish Virginia Woolf had had a job as a critic or editor. She had to write all those novels and be subtle. I don't know if subtle works anymore. In a room of one's own back in 1928, five years before I was born, right, Virginia Woolf writes in a room of one's own, quote, if we face the fact, for it is a fact, that there is no arm to cling to, but that we go alone and that our relation is to the world of reality, not only to the world of men and women, it is then that the opportunity will come and the dead poet who was Shakespeare's sister will put on the body which she has so often laid down. Okay, I don't know about Shakespeare's sister. In a room of one's own, Virginia Woolf talks about what would have happened to that lady. I think she called her Judith, was that it? Uh, Shakespeare's sister. She would come to London town as a young woman, and of course she would get knocked up, <laughs> and her fate would be the fate of so many women. Uh... I don't know. It is so hard to explain to the young that abortion uh, is a right uh, 
they all say, oh, 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 you know, the poor little babies. I said, no, they're not babies yet. Uh, freedom is the name of the game. Woman's freedom to choose. Yes. If you don't believe in abortion, don't have one. Next week, we got to talk about uh, this <laughs> this do this Donald Trump is going to give us possibly for certainly the rest of my lifetime, maybe another 40 years. Uh, here we go, boys and girls. Stop the world. I want to get off. This has been Jennifer Stone ranting away here. I'll be back again next Tuesday with perhaps some more hopeful news. And go easy. And if you can't go easy, go as easy as you can. Listeners, friends, comrades, thank you for coming to KPFA's author events, thereby supporting KPFA as well as many independent progressive writers. This is Bob Baldock, assuring you that Ken Preston, Catherine Horsley, and I will again this fall be offering you remarkably inexpensive seats to hear and meet such relevant writers as philosopher Martha Nussbaum, Chris Hedges with his new book, America, The Farewell Tour. Dee Dee Guttenplan of The Nation magazine, Michael Lerner of Tikkun, the profoundly wonderful Alice Walker, Peter Phillips and Mickey Huff of Project Censored, Buddhist teacher Joan Halifax, brilliant historian Adam Hochschild, Mideast expert Reese Ehrlich with Norman Solomon, and the merry, mindful mystic Gary Gock. There will be more. Please keep an eye on the KPFA website and your ear on 94.1 FM. Much respect. <laughs>